This is the Balancing Act by Security Compass, your guide to going fast while staying safe in today's digital world. Today we are joined by Altez Balani from Security Compass and Stephen Whitlock, one of the first members of the Jericho Forum and a security expert with 16 years of experience at Boeing. In this podcast, we will discuss the evolution of zero trust and its roots in the Jericho Forum work. We will also talk about the business value of zero trust and the pitfalls of rolling out a zero trust program. Implementing zero trust is more effective if we understand the history and why today's business needs are driving this evolutionary approach to security. Hello, everybody, and welcome to our podcast. Our guest is Steve Whitlock. Steve comes from an extensive background in security, and uh, we collaborate at the Open Group. Uh, Steve certainly has a lot of knowledge and was, in fact, one of the original members of the Jericho Forum. Welcome, Steve. Uh, thank you, Alta. So let's just jump right into this, Steve. Uh, can you share your perspective on the evolution from Jericho Forum to Zero Trust? Um, sure. 20 years ago, business use of the internet was transitioning from just email and file transfer to a more complex business collaboration model. A number of forward-thinking of CISOs realized that perimeters and firewalls were not only an impediment to business, but were unable to provide the necessary data security. So they launched the Jericho Forum and called the business challenge deperimeterization. And we never advised organizations to get rid of their firewalls, but rather to use the right security technologies in the right places. So while perimeter security is essential for protecting the availability of internet-based services, it is a poor choice for protecting information. The demands of e-commerce, Internet of Things technologies, work anywhere, etc. These all require fine-grained access control for data, applications, and other resources. And perimeter-based security is not granular enough, and it doesn't scale well enough for the complexity that brings. So the Jericho Forum proposed a number of security principles that we called commandments, and eventually an architecture to support secure collaboration. This wasn't really a replacement for existing security, but a reorientation of some components. I think it took a while for industry to absorb this, and in the meantime, the changes that caused deperimeterization have both expanded and accelerated. Zero trust, especially as I see the Open Group Security Forum's contribution, is working to take those Jericho Forum principles and integrate them into a complete security framework. While the Jericho Forum focused on the principles and architecture related to deperimeterization, they also assumed you would still have the other security processes and programs in place, such as uh, governance, policies and procedures, and a risk management program. The Security Forum Zero Trust work uh, differs because it is looking at providing a complete security solution that would include these. That's interesting. When you talk about how we've evolved now from Jericho Forum to Zero Trust and the history, if we look at today's business, generally when we take a look at any new paradigm or an evolution of the way we've been doing things, usually we've got to tie that in somehow to the business. So let me pop the question, what business problems does Zero Trust solve? And originally, when I was looking at perimeters a long time ago, I was worried about technical issues, scalability, encrypted protocols. But Jericho and Zero Trust actually are looking at the business case. Ideally, Zero Trust 
would allow any entity, organization, a software application, or an individual to securely collaborate with any other entity while protecting their data, their applications, and their other resources. For that, we need fine-grained access control that matches the thread, both across time and space. The value of resources changes over time. And we need to, to do that, we need uh, better identity management support. We also need a better integration of information protection and capabilities and infrastructure resiliency. Um, IT systems are no longer just purely IT, but they're tied into a lot of physical systems. The demands for this are increasing, and until we adapt better to these changes, individuals, organizations, and even your national critical infrastructures are going to continue to suffer data loss and service compromise. That's when we look at where the businesses are going today, I think those are key issues, just how things are continually evolving and what can we do now to help enable the business to move forward. In your opinion, let's say we've got a zero trust uh, strategy that we're trying to rule out here. Who should be accountable? Who should be held accountable for trying to roll out this zero trust initiative in an organization? What are your thoughts? So in my opinion, and this reflects the organizations that I either worked for or interacted with, it seems like business leaders make decisions about the organization's business relationships, and it is up to the supporting organizations to make it happen. So security initiatives, while they may originate higher up or generally implemented by a security organization that could be within an IT organization or coordinating with IT or some other service organization, depends a little on the, the organization. Mm -hmm. Um, it's the responsibility, I feel, of the business leaders and the executives to clearly articulate their requirements and provide the governance, the risk guidance, and the enabling resources. But it's the responsibility of the implementing organization to define the needed architecture and develop the required services. One way to put it is business leaders will usually define the problem or issue for what they need, but they leave the how, in, in this case, zero trust, up to the implementing organization. Yeah, yeah. And so now we're trying to enable the business by using these kind of proactive uh, security models to try and get ahead to in anticipating where we might foresee that issues could arise in the future. So I, I, let me latch on to that a little bit. What pitfalls do you anticipate organizations facing as they roll out zero trust? I've seen some of this over time um, because Jericho Forum was quite a while ago, but, and so a few of the major ones, for starters, data protection is really hard. Other than very coarse grained encryption and digital signatures, it's been fairly slow to advance. And one of the reasons has been the lack of standards-based implementations and vendor product interoperability. A second reason is the ability to securely integrate information systems and cyber physical systems, or what some call Internet of Things, is also hard, especially when it involves new technologies that are mixing with legacy systems. And third, although this has made quite a bit of progress, are the identity management and access control technologies. They've come a long way, but they're still complicated and they're difficult for an organization of any size or complexity to implement. The intricacies of rolling out flexible, scalable, interoperable identity management and fine-grained resource protection require a significant investment from both customers and suppliers. And solving these issues requires a good partnership between these suppliers and their customers. Yeah, and, and therein lies trying to get everybody 
to work together on this. It looks like we're actually up on time, but there's so much more. I think we could talk about this. Steve, I just wanted to say thank you very much. It's been a tremendous pleasure talking to you today. Oh, thank you very much, Malta. Uh, can't get enough of the balancing act? Make sure to check out our website at www.securitycompass.com and be sure to subscribe to our channel wherever you listen to podcasts for more episodes. Mm-hmm.